0: Welcome rain fans today on Afterbuzz TV. We're exploring uncharted waters and we've got two very special guests so stay tuned.
1: Woo-hoo! You're tuning into The Destination for TV Superfan Discussion, Afterbuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin.
0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're back with another Rain After Show. It's Keaton Markey.
2: Oh, you introduced me. I didn't even have to do it on my own. Thank I'm just,
0: you. I'm just getting right to Jumping it. Jumping out. <laughs> I'll let you introduce our guests. Oh. You were crushing. that you know,
2: no,
0: if you watched last episode, she wrote a love poem. So I figured did. this is a good start. No. To, to who?
1: To who exactly? To Lord Bothwell. No. Oh I, yes. did. I did not. No. What, what do I you mean don't. you didn't?
2: I did not. No, and it was so funny. I was I was leaving today, and I was like, Oh my god! If there's any episode you watch for reference, it was last week's episode. And I and I was telling my roommates, I'm like, I'm gonna be so embarrassed to meet this guy. Like I literally was just like, oh, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most unprofessional thing. But I'm so that happy, is am- I'm am- happy. Do you
1: have it on a piece of paper? For me today,
2: you know, I I will send it can to just you. you she sent <laughs> I will send it to you. You guys, will
1: send
2: it to to him over tw- your Twitter. Right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. One yeah.
2: line at a time. Oh yeah, 124 please. 124 every every day. Day. Yeah. Like send me, every day. Yeah, send, send me a line. Little yeah. Piece of the love. Poem. Oh, I love this. Oh, this is great. They <laughs> used
1: to take their time back in the day. That's that's Bothwell's pace.
2: Oh. I absolutely love it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have Lord Bothwell in the house. Hey guys, uh, Adam and Erica, who's one of the writers.
0: Of this episode. Of this episode, Indeed,
2: actually.
3: And unfortunately, my writing partner, Bowie, couldn't make it, so I'm representing for both of us. Uh, it's, we're so happy to have you,
2: so uh, thank you, and we'll just, this will just force him to have to make this up to us and come another
1: time, <laughs> <laughs> so
2: Deal. this is great, and, and usually when the writers come in, they bring one of you uh, awesome stars, so I'm not mad about it. <laughs> oh, great,
1: another uh, It's brilliant, thanks for having us.
2: Um, where can we follow you guys on social media, just so we can throw that out there right away and...
3: Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Griffin, G-R-Y-P-H-O-N, Metal. And on Instagram, at Erica Lipolt. I was like, I want you to explain that Twitter
1: handle. <laughs> yeah. We a, all want you to explain.
3: <laughs> it's a pretty dumb story. When I was in high school, I had an electric guitar and the model's name was Griffin. And I I was just looking around for a name for my Twitter handle, like, that's
2: it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
2: And your social media phone? Um,
1: Twitter, A. Crowsdale. Just my name, initial and, name, and last name. And then uh, Instagram... At Adam Crosdale,
2: easy, 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 easy enough. Yeah. And you guys can follow me all over the interwebs at Keaton Markey. I try to keep it easy as well, even though my name is weird. Phil, so <laughs> where can we follow you?
1: Uh, just at
0: Afterbus TV. Great. And uh, shout out to at uh, Rain Writers. Yes. yes, of course.
1: They're our favorites. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>
0: Um, but what an episode, and we've got lots to discuss, so we'll sort of get right into it, and uh, I'm sure we'll meander at times, but uh, but nonetheless, I'm excited for the discussion. Before we dive into sort of the meat of the episode, let's, let's start with England, um, because quite a shift here in terms of Elizabeth um, really sets her, sets her sight in terms of being, um, you know, a pioneer, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, what did you guys think of it? I mean, let, I guess let's start with you, Keaton your overall reaction in terms of this storyline.
2: Well, historically, this is something that Elizabeth I was hu- like a huge part of expanding England yes. and kind of conquering new lands and stuff. So I'm really happy that you guys mm-hmm. uh, are now kind of diving into that side of Elizabeth yes. because it's one of the things that really made her such an amazing... Uh, monarch, and uh, I love the you guys gave us another sexy man this week. Is what we do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that the description in the in the script? What John Hawkins, sexy man <laughs> no, He's
2: like he's like a hot version of John Smith. Like a, like the real life yeah. sexy right. version I can of Jon Snow.
3: Like. I mean, I won't I won't deny it. We love sending those hot sexy men into the orb of our you know various queens. Um, but as you were saying, that's totally correct with Elizabeth. What's interesting about the history of it is that we're still in the early chapters of her life, and she hasn't really come into her own in terms of the Elizabeth that we remember the explorer the you know warrior queen and all that. Okay. And so with this episode we kind of want to get that idea started for Elizabeth and really start that shift for her where rather than always being a little more on the defensive, which is what she's been up until now, she has to cling to her power and you know ward off anybody who's trying to take it from her. This is her realizing I don't just have to be on the defensive. I can go out there and explore Mm. and be, you know, part of this world. As we have the line in the episode, the world is bigger than Europe. You know, there's more out there for her to explore. And Hawkins, you know, was a convenient and, yes, nice to look at way (laughs) of.
2: <laughs> you know entering that story. And he's kind of a party boy too, which is which is it's cool to see this side of Elizabeth because I feel like Elizabeth is kind of the buttoned up queen if yes. you will. She's she's very defensive as you say as well and always kind of like we need to do this. We need to do this now. She gets very kind of uh, angsty. I feel yes. like a lot of the time. So it was fun to kind of see. It. She was drinking absinthe. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. That's what I
1: figured yes, that was. Absolutely.
3: We might have called it distilled wormwood, but
2: yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know what they think this turkey is right now. <laughs> that was that was a really fun scene to see them and to see kind of Elizabeth not only I guess loosen up a little bit, but kind of admit that hey, I've been this scared little girl and. I'm making the choice now to not be that anymore and to... Because it's kind of in in line with what Mary's dealing with right now. Like, this man comes into her life who's kind of a bad boy, and she's like, I'm going to go with this. (laughs) And the same (laughs) happened kind of with Mary.
1: Yeah, true, true (laughs) True
0: death. How conscious are you guys of, of, of Mary and Elizabeth's dichotomy and kind of making sure that they're either equal, doing the same thing, or doing completely different things?
3: Uh, Well, that is, yeah, that's one of the greatest challenges, I think, in terms of seasons three and four, where we have these different parallel courts that we need to maintain. And it's always going to be Mary's story. We're always focusing on that first. But, you know, we got this amazing actress with Rachel, and she's really taking on the role of Elizabeth, and we want to make sure that we're getting her perspective on events. And so we do want to give her equal sort of time in terms of her her angle on the story and so with hawkins that was kind of her getting to have her own story that really had nothing to do with mary in the end you know it was Mm -hmm. that was also part of the fun of the story was letting her step away from mary's over you know to the north of england and she's always going to be challenging me and it's like or you could look to the west to the americas and Mm -hmm. have you know this whole other adventure
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and this is a lot of our fans ask this and so this kind of ties into. We'll talk about this at length later, but you being the loyal watchman, obviously you know, you know, Bothwell knows the history and what's going on. But you as Adam, um, how did you, you know, were you familiar with the history going into it and and to what degree?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you you obviously sort of do your your research as far as is possible and then a a lot, you know, falls into supposition and then you also have to get in the minds of the writers and and there's a lovely sort of pairing of what the writers do with, with what actually happened in history, so I love this whole idea of the the loyal watchman and um, and the idea that he's entirely irritating to Mary when she does, <laughs> <laughs> and he loves that. He loves actually, you know, he he. Uh, we made a decision quite early on um, with uh, the the wonderful costume designers um, that he was not going to be foppish or dandyish. He was going to be sort of. Dressed in leather and more sort of outdoorsy, and the the jewelry was down to minimum. I mean, you, you if you check the hands on any of the men in reign, you can tell a lot about them by the amount of jewels that they wear. I am never
2: going to be able to look away from him <laughs> <laughs> <It's not laughs>
1: There's a lot of like you know ring sort of fiddling, and I was like, mm-hmm. I just want one ring. That's all, because it's like my anyway. It, it's nice that he sort of subverts the whole idea of what it means to be in the presence of royalty, mm-hmm. and like, and I think Mary sort of quite taken with with that whole. T- and he was he was historically he was sort of a rather sometimes brutal but absolutely patriotic sort of Scotsman who had uh, you know, very little time for, for, for beating around the bush. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I, I love the way it's it's the, the filters of, of the rain writers have, have worked this character out I think he's absolutely fantastic and
3: for the record when we were planning this scene in the river we were like for costume design think Orlando Bloom from Pirates of the Caribbean I was <laughs> going like, to say that was exactly <laughs> what we were going for and some
1: of the fans on Twitter said hold on in a parallel universe he must be related to Will Turner <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well done
2: I was feeling a little Cal Drogo in you oh, yeah. like, especially yeah, like Last week, because yeah. you were like, you kind of, or I guess, no, the first time you last got introduced time. to us. Was yeah. that last week or two weeks ago? Last week. Last yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like I was like, oh. He could be, a, like, a but, call. Like, he yeah. could be sitting on that throne with all these <laughs> slaps and tattoos yeah, on yeah, you. Completely. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was going for. Yeah, dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I, did you guys, when you were in the writer's room, kind of starting to create who this character was going to be, were you, like, he's going to be kind of swashbuckling-esque? Like, did you guys talk about that before you kind of started putting pen to paper with his dialogue? Or
3: Definitely, and... You know, there's a lot of build-up to this because anybody who knows the history of the show knows that Bothwell was Mary's third husband, mm-hmm. and so of course, going into season four, we're like, we're going to introduce him in this season, and it has to be really good. You know, we really <laughs> willing to set this guy up, and he did actually historically have a title of like Lord High Admiral or something. He actually had n- naval background, and so we're like, I can see this guy as a pirate. You know, he just has that sort of independence and you know there's a sense of adventure about him and all that and you want that to be something that when Mary sees him you really get that she's intrigued by this guy he's not like anybody she's met
2: before yeah and very yeah. different from darnley who's absolutely uh,
1: more foppish
2: and just pissing her off left and right yeah this yeah. P- i mean <laughs> i just i this relationship is so doomed i just i, I was that how it was in history like i i was i was very curious into how realistic it was that they just were not a real good match.
3: It's absolutely accurate in terms of it was not a good relationship. It started out very passionate. Mary, historical Mary, was like in love with this guy, and then she suddenly realized that he's really not somebody you want to be married to. You know, there's sort of this sheen that came off after a point and it just unraveled, but they're already married, and again, historically, they have this child together, and so she couldn't really do a ton of, about it, but mm-hmm. she just stuck with him. And by the end of the relationship, it was, like, in a really bad place. Mm So we actually toned it down a little bit. We were, like, we wanted Darnley to be somewhat likable so that we could understand Mary's decision. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, I think you guys did it, too. One of the things I'm torn about is, obviously, you know, I like your character. But at the same time, the way it ends, um, the fact that Darnley really didn't do anything. And and everyone's telling her he's a liar, he's not going to change in a sense he was changing, like, you know, he had no cause to... to... Historically speaking,
1: he's sort in, in the context in the of cow. rain, In the context of rain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah,
0: the fact that, you know, he wasn't seeing Kira, and that was the whole thing, right. was that he, oh, he lied to me, and this and that, and no, when he, in fact, he didn't.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was because you can see by the end of the previous episode, Darnley was just, he had made so many mistakes that we did want in this episode to have him... Show that he is capable of change and he has actually come to care about Mary, you know. And that, you know, it was more of a tragic story of misunderstandings upon misunderstandings. And it's, you know, it is a doomed relationship, but we want to be a little sympathetic to Darnley because he is, after all, Mary's, you know, her choice for her husband. And you want her to understand
2: that he is still a person. Mm-hmm. I think, you, I think you guys did that well this episode. Like, I mean, and I, just with his character throughout this uh, season, he's been this, you know, I love to hate you type of thing. But, yes. like, you know, it's not a love to hate, like, Narcisse. It's like a love to hate because you have some type of empathy for him. And you're like, oh, I kind of feel bad for this guy. But then he's kind of such a... An- a jerk and like he's, he's making these stupid mistakes that it's yes. like why, why time after time after time and this was the final I think first episode where Darnley didn't make any mistakes this episode but Mary made the big mistake
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man it seems so typical of, of the time that, that love is it has always got a back seat when it comes to royal relationships obviously it's all yeah. about something else isn't it and if there's love thrown into the pot then, then lucky you but <laughs> really it's not about that ever with a pairing it's never a really a love match. It's always political, so, isn't
2: it? did Darnley, back in the day, did he know uh, Both- Bothwell?
3: Yeah, I mean, they... they I'm trying to remember what the actual history of it was, but on our show, we're not tracking that they've yeah, met, but historically, yeah. they would have known each other, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, because Bothwell was a, a presence around Scottish court, court, court yeah. and yeah. so, yeah, you would just know everybody... Scotland was like everybody knew each other, and probably was
2: also related to each other at some point. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why right. they sent their like that's why they sent their kids off to like other countries. Exactly. Please, Mary, don't don't like screw up the the family line with like weird birth defects. I mean, you know,
3: Darnley and Mary actually have one grandparent in common. That was <laughs> that we don't mention that on the show, but it's actually how it went down. <laughs> oh, I it's a little weird.
1: Not not uncommon either, though, is it? Like amongst the, the royals, that yeah that's yes, the. That's, that's the <laughs> Oh, very I good. mean, like, you yeah. remember
3: Don Carlos from last season? He had, like, a total of four great-grandparents. You should normally have eight. <laughs> so that might explain some of his uh, uniqueness. <laughs>
0: Crazy.
3: <Yes. laughs>
2: um,
0: one of the things that, that, that was just... Uh, stroke of brilliance was the fact the prophecy right because it it, it it ignites so many things in the sense that going back to y- your um, notion about you can't really marry for love mm-hmm. well she maybe could have like you were offering her the out that maybe this will work maybe there's an alternative yeah. but here comes this prophecy that well you won't be able to produce an heir and that's the whole name of the game in essence yeah. it's not just kind of getting married and keeping Scotland it's also having an heir um, and then secondly that Bash is in the picture. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Surprise. He's like yeah. Obi-Wan
2: Kenobi. He's yeah. like a horse
0: ghost. <laughs> that's,
2: when I, that's when I feel like it's like Badge. Bash just gonna appear in like Mary's room. I was like, where is Bash?
0: <laughs> so yeah, I, I love the idea that it works on so many different levels, yeah. and and uh, it just blew uh, certainly my mind. But but I, as I understand, a lot of the fans as well from Twitter.
1: Yeah, and there's there's going to be a lot coming up with with David Rizzio, which is wonderful, played by the the amazing Andrew Schaefer. Um Yeah, he's you, you, the fans are going to absolutely love
2: him. Well, I feel like you guys have kind of taken a. Kind of step away from the supernatural stuff, uh, especially. I don't think we've seen any of it at the beginning of this. I mean, we thought we had a little Charles? bit of it Charles. What do you call Charles. Charles? Come no, on! But that wasn't. <laughs> but, but we came to find out that wasn't like a supernatural thing, yes. like you know. And that's kind of what all of these have kind of led us to is like, oh, it was a sickness, or they're going crazy, you know. But I feel like with Bash has always been very into this stuff. Like exactly. going to explore with the druid. Are you excited as a writer to kind of come back to this?
3: magic. absolutely, it's a fun layer of this show, you know, it's, as a writer, you come on and you're like, it's a historical drama, but we can do, we can touch on magic occasionally, Mm -hmm. you know, and we were actually, we wanted to step away from it for a while just because it's, it's easy to get sort of lost in the woods with that stuff, no pun intended, but um, we, you know, we were hoping to bring it back in, and this seemed like the perfect moment for it, because it's sort of a, a turning point for Mary, you know, and we we know that this is, Arles sort of influenced her choices. Season one was all about, you know, the prophecy with Francis and all that, and Catherine not wanting her to be married to him. Um, and we wanted to sort of bring that back around full circle for season four. Where
0: does, like, where does Bothwell sit in terms of, pro- like, you know, his skepticism or belief of, of prophecies? Prophecy.
1: Because I think that will obviously could affect a lot of things. But Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting that we're touching on this because I, as as we were talking I was just thinking how much more a part of the fabric of, of the society then it was to believe in magic and, and in the supernatural and, and, you know, druids and, and nature worship and, and worship of the divine female and all those wonderful things which have sort of petered out or considered bunkum or ridiculous these days. It was very much real to, to mm-hmm. these characters. Um, so, so to a degree I, I'm sure that Bothwell... Uh, gets it, but but I think through life experience, my particular Bothwell is is quite cynical and, uh, and, and doesn't take anything on face value. So I think he, he sort of keeps scratching below the surface. So. Well, we
2: saw that, or one of the reasons that I think you were kind of able to reel Bothwell, I say you, but Bothwell was able to reel Mary in a little bit was Bothwell's relationship with Mary's mom. Yeah. Was that is that real? Did that really happen in history? Like yeah. he had a relationship yeah. with Mary's mom and was like kind of a. That's awesome. It was, yeah. I, that's, this is so crazy <laughs> how much is actually historic historical yeah. that you guys put in the show. Oh yeah, we have
3: tons of fun with that. And yeah. history gave us many gifts. Like there's all <laughs> sorts of crazy connections that we can draw from. But in terms of introducing Bothwell, we really did want to layer in this idea of loyalty and trust, and that Mary would have reason to believe this man has her best intentions in mind. And the connection when we discovered this connection between Bothwell and Marie de Guise, we're like We need to put that in somewhere. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, I mean, well, the interesting part, too, now is Mary is not only torn in terms of a love connection, but, you know, she was just forming honesty with James and the fact that the two of them have have a disconnect there. That's that's a huge problem. Just, you know, that side of things in terms of who to be loyal to and who to be trustworthy of. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like where that's going.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, we we love the the Mary James relationship with her brother is really wonderful and the actor Dan Janot who plays him is fantastic. Yeah, so awesome. yeah, whatever we really can play great. with that. But there's also the fun thing that James and Bothwell all historically hated each yeah, other and so really just, he couldn't stand. <laughs> just
1: so overprotective uh, so that's
3: totally a fun dynamic to play with because it is all about Mary figuring out who can she trust and if two people she trusts independently don't like each other which is she going to choose her brother mm-hmm.
2: hates all the men in her life <laughs>
3: like, I, feel I, like I wonder she can't. why probably quite
1: rightly so poor <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mary can't win I know, she's amazing because she does She, she she's uh, obviously you know a, a fascinating ruler but also she 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 seems to go very much with with her heart on things and, yeah. and she does seem to be so loyal herself to those who, and and it's that loyalty and that sort of wearing one heart's on uh, on one sleeve that seems to get her into so much trouble the poor yeah. thing historically and, and in our show as well Absolutely. but that's what makes us so relatable I think I think that's why all the fans are just like oh we love her so much they relate to her
2: and I think that's why the show like why has nobody tapped into like there's so many things about Elizabeth that have come out throughout the years Elizabeth mm-hmm. I why has there never been a great thing about <laughs> uh, Queen Mary yeah, and I'm yeah. so happy well boo that Rain is Done after this season, but yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but I feel like I don't know. Maybe it will get picked up. Maybe it will by another network.
0: Shows
1: don't have know, survived. Show, yeah. Shows
2: have survived, fans. From your lips
1: to God's ears. <laughs> hey, you got to put it out there, <laughs> yeah, right?
2: Exactly. What is the like age difference between uh, Bothwell okay. and Mary? Mary. I I was yeah. trying. I I didn't know like how.
1: Yeah, is it about ten years? Was it?
2: I want to say something like that. Yeah, okay. definitely older. Yeah, um, yeah that's what I figured because it. Yeah. yeah, it came yeah. like you had this knowledge. I felt like that you brought to him. Yeah,
3: yeah that and he's somewhere, somewhere
1: between her mother and yeah, her. And so, her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'd say approximately ten years. Yeah,
3: something like that. Yeah, and yeah. that was a huge part of their relationship and her attraction to him was that he was kind of the first man that she really was interested in and that entered her life and that was sort of one of the things that distinguished him from everyone who came before because everyone before that was kind of like either you know it wasn't gonna happen or they were boys you know and darn i mean darnley historically he was 19 years old when they got married like it kind of really helps you understand his actions he was just a kid you know
1: yeah
3: um so to go from that to this fully formed you know like rogue well, you Mary, know, Mary must have been only in difference. her like
2: uh, her like younger twenties, right? Because yes. like she married Francis when she was fourteen or fifteen, I believe, yeah. and then they were only married for four years before he passed away. Yeah, and she married Darnley pretty quickly. She was like
3: twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See. So, yeah.
2: I, I I do a lot of research. <laughs> <about it>. Well <laughs> done.
1: Well done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I want I want to get your guys' opinion on this because I'm I'm I am personally torn on this because in some sense I would love to see Mary go through this struggle and to see how she could deal with it on her own, but then the other side of me is just rejoicing uh, the, the fact that Catherine is there is now going to be like okay let's, what do we got let's set an agenda we're going to have this you and many
1: others the Twitter sphere is going oh back together again I
2: screamed out loud like when like all of a sudden I see Mary crying and then Catherine comes around the corner I'm like yes (laughs) she's back mommy's home
3: our job is done (laughs) no that I mean their relationship is so wonderful and when Mary went to Scotland actually even um, Megan Follows was like do I get to go meet her and I'm just like Okay, we're going to try and make that work. (laughs) And um, when we were writing this episode, originally that that last scene wasn't in it. And we knew that we were trying to get to the wedding in the next episode. And when we realized that we also wanted to get Megan up to, or into the Scottish court... One of the writers w- was sitting there were like, well, if Megan's going to be in the next episode, can't we just have her show up at the end of this one? And we all just looked at each other like, yes, yes, she <laughs> can. can. <laughs> Let's make it happen.
2: We can do whatever we want in this <laughs> world, yes. People magically appear. How long is that travel time <laughs> uh, from uh, that's several days <laughs> okay because i always like i'm i feel like in the first couple of seasons like like uh, the timeline i never really knew okay how much time has gone by or not but i feel like the timeline is so much more con- like condensed in this season like yeah. we're not like jumping months ahead this is like days
3: yeah yet. yeah okay. it's all pretty
1: close okay. together but immediate isn't it yeah Which
0: I like. Do you guys know, do you guys kind of expect certain reactions like like that? Did you guys know going into it, like, this is going to get a huge reaction? Oh, yeah. I think, (laughs) I mean, it's
3: Catherine and Mary together again? Yeah, we we were definitely going for that. But as writers, we were just as excited to see them together. And, uh, I mean, the next episode is going to be really fun because it's the two of them against the world again, you know. But it's also just tracking the show, you know, like we're for in the fourth season of this show and one of the constant, one of the few constants really is the mary Catherine relationship. And we want to be sure to, to be able to continue that even in season four, even though they're in different countries.
0: Mm-hmm. I, let me ask you, um going into next episode, apart from like the surface level changes, where would you position, like how would you describe the, the place Mary's at mentally versus Catherine? Because obviously they're in two completely different places. Absolutely. And and, uh, again, that's why I love it, because I think Catherine's methods of dealing with this problem are going to be vastly different than what now sort of Mary's gotten accustomed to.
3: Right. And episode eight is all about Mary actually kind of doubting herself. You know, she, before she left for Scotland, that was kind of a trial period for her. That was all sort of, you know, first love Coming of age story, and now that she's in Scotland, she is a woman of her own. And but it's like it's really hard when you're alone at the top trying to rule this country. And 408 was sort of her being like, should I still be making decisions only for politics and you know all that? And Bothwell is re- the representation of her questioning herself. Um, so Catherine is sort of there to give her that wake up call in a way. You know, <laughs> Catherine knows that if you let your, you know yourself be vulnerable, you're going to get hurt. Um, but also, it is ultimately a Mary story. It's Catherine in as a guest in Scottish court, so you're going to end up having more of a focus on the Mary story and Catherine being the support in that.
2: I'm going to be curious to see Catherine's opinion on Darnley, like, and yes. I, 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 I don't know if we're going to get this, but all I want is like a scene of Catherine just like. Getting darnly Darnley and be like, dude, shape up. Like, like really going mama bear on him and being like, you you better count yourself lucky, you're gonna be a king. You know how she's done with all of her children and I think even Mary at some point. I've just kind of smacked him around a little bit and been like, get your shit together, guys. I need to see that from Captain. Gotcha.
1: That would <laughs> be really fun. will yeah. have to find out. I know, I know. We'll, we'll have to
2: wait and see. I know one of the things, one of the things with the episode we haven't touched on yet is, uh, Charles and
0: Claude well, and- even before I, I think we'd be reminiscent not, not to like talk about the, the I don't know the nice outing on the boat and everything else and get uh, first pa- hand
1: perspective <laughs> from that
2: yeah I, I remember seeing a behind the scenes photo that was tweeted out and just like the, okay. the, the little the little like boat that the camera was on and then the guy pulling the boat
1: and... yeah I know what, what looked like a, a really romantic time on the river for two was in fact the two of us and about 18 burly men sweating <laughs> under the hot sun like pushing our boat around we had a, on our boat um, our boat was actually mounted on a on a zodiac so <laughs> we were floating on another boat and, uh, and it had these little cut off oars and so I was sort of pretending to really sort of heave <laughs> And there were times when the guy who was pulling our, our sort of boat along, he just, you know, we weren't matching at all. So he'd be going rather slowly, and I'd be really like, <laughs> and this boat would hardly move. At <laughs> so, so, um, but it was amazing. See, and thanks to the writers for for actually making it, because the intro scene of the week before was wonderful. But actually, this scene where it sort of solidifies Mary's and Bothwell's relationship, it couldn't have been more. Brilliant to bring two people through. A flash flood? Come on now. You can't jump do better in the water, man. Jump in the water. Mary. Let me save you. Uh, um, let
2: me take the, off your clothes. Yeah, let to me help you with that, with that
1: bodice there. And let me just say, bodice ripping takes a very long time. <laughs> very long time. I was like, okay, yeah, I got this. They're like, can you can you just like unlace her bodice really quick? I was like, yeah, sure. And they roll. <laughs> zip, 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 zip. <laughs> Zip, 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 zip. And then I started to panic because I realized how long it was taking. I was like, zip, 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 zip. zip, zip. And then I was still only like halfway down and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is, yeah, yeah. So, so it
2: does take two servants really but It really <laughs> does.
1: I think they must have scheduled their lovemaking in back in the day. They were like, right, two 2.30 on Wednesday afternoon. Have much fewer clothes on. And, um, or they
2: just wouldn't take any of their Yeah, none of it. Yeah, you, can't. Exactly. you just can at
1: that point. <laughs> But it was amazing how, how the whole surge was realised as well because not only was it CGI with all that water coming towards us. Oh, that, that was, it was CGI. That was CG. But when we were in the water they did this array, it was amazing, of half the river seemed there was half a river and then there was like five outboard Motorboat engines all facing in the same direction, and they switched all those on at the same time, and it just frothed all the water up, and we had to sort of swim through it. So it was it, how,
3: how deep was that water? I was very curious. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it was. It was. It actually it came to about here oh when God. I went in, and then you sort of I'm caught sorry. in the butt, and then that uh, was amazing. And we had all those clothes on, and it was a real yeah. It was a. It was, it was, it was, was really fun
3: to watch that when we when we got the footage, and it was like oh man, it feels like we're in a movie, you know, yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. out in the wilderness, yeah. and
1: yeah, we literally had hikers up on the hills above who had all stopped and they were all sitting there watching the whole thing like, it felt like very much <laughs> I like would do that too yeah. of course
2: if I well, if I knew it was Rand I'd be like okay how can I get down there? <laughs> and uh, who's the first AD who do I need to talk to to get on set? <laughs> maybe Megan's on Megan hey <laughs> like Adam Adam
1: get over That's here <Yes>. A lot awesome. of
2: fun. Was there uh any other kind of fun cuz we've seen two episodes with you now any other fun stories you have uh of what we've seen so far of what you've
1: seen so far uh, or even
2: of, of that of those kind of interactions that
1: we saw. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's really sort of uh, on the spot stuff with with um, Andrew Shaver, who plays David Rizzio. He's sort of just a natural comedian. He's absolutely so funny, and he studied at Lecoq for a while, and he's an amazing actor. But he just he literally had us in stitches of laughter, and it was helped along quite substantially by the fact that he's wearing this magnificent hairpiece. <laughs> he just looked like a rock star. Like when he, he and he was at lunch, and he hadn't done anything yet, and he looked like a t- Complete rocks and I was like, holy moly, that's the hair that one needs on this show right now. <laughs> and we were talking. But when he pitched up on set for his actual scene, they'd given him this cape as well, and he turned into a hobbit from Middle Earth. <laughs> so, so that was really delicious for me and Addie because we, we, we thought he was just going to rock star us out of the scene. But uh, he's amazing. That's
0: <laughs> That's a lot. And, and speaking of her, um, a lot of a lot of fans have been kind of asking, you know, what was it like to work with her? Yeah, uh, I mean the star of the show, phenomenal.
1: I I I was so so I'm so lucky to be able to to sort of have scenes and act with Addie because uh, she's a, she's a young actress and she's she's helming this show and it's been four seasons and she does it with an amazing amount of dexterity, an amazing amount of grace, and also warmth for for new cast coming mm-hmm. in. It's, it's often hard if you're entering a cast that's pre-established to to. You know, enter in and do it comfortably. And she was reaching out ahead of us, even arriving. So it was Will, by the way, Darnley. Um, and when we got there, she couldn't have been sweet. And she's a sort of a consummate pro. And she's got a, a very acerbic sense of humour. Like you, you might not know this from watching her on the show, but like she's she's very bright and she's very sort of cynical and acerbic sometimes, but hilarious with it. <laughs> so we just we just laughed a lot. And then in between, in between, the fans are probably like us. In between takes, when we're out on the river. Um, you know, everyone would be setting up and you know, doing doing all the things that the crew does so well. And Addie would just sort of start singing, <laughs> not not to anybody in particular, but I would just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she was sort of serenaded no one in particular. But I happened to be sitting in the boat, so I assumed it was for me.
2: I would have I would have expected you to start singing like yeah, just around the riverbed, like something <laughs> while you're you know, doing that. I should have, I should have,
1: but I was just mesmerised. So I, I, I had nothing. I had nothing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I would imagine it's pretty hard to kind of do anything with, with Natalie came oh, in, in the room. She's but. wonderful. Um, my question to you, and you could even answer this too if you've watched previous seasons and stuff. Yeah. You've written so many different scenes with Queen Mary and other men. Mm-hmm. Who is your, who, well, first, a couple questions. First of all, who do you think she has the best chemistry with? And who is your favorite kind of man to write in a scene with Mary?
3: Well, I will start with saying that I only joined in season three, so unfortunately I missed out on all of the like cool Francis stuff from the first two seasons, <laughs> and came in right in time to kill him off. <laughs> so, <laughs> But the experience actually was, that's a really great question, because when I came on board in season three, that was really after Francis, when she was just going through a laundry list of men, basically. <laughs> it was just like, who's next, who's next, who's next, and the the part of the fun as a writer is trying to make each and every one different, you know, and interesting and all that. But, I mean, you can't beat Marianne Francis. Like, there's just something <laughs> yeah. really special about that. And it's that the the magic of, like, the first love and all that. So, unfortunately, I didn't get to write those scenes, though. Um, but the this season, I think it is a more mature love story, a love triangle between her and Darnley and Bothwell. And that, I mean, there's something really... You know, there's great drama in that uh, that was really fun to write for. Did you do a
2: chemistry read before you
1: got the role? I I didn't, actually. I'd read a a number of times for other characters Uh over the last couple of years. And they'd always come back and said, We love him, but this is just not the right part for him. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, whatever. And then finally, just recently, you know, they they sort of came and said, Hey, listen, we want to do another audition with Adam. And And I was like yeah, really, you're just going to sort of say, yeah, but it's not for him, and yeah, and I was, I was a bit sort of like, sort of lax about it, so I just mm-hmm. thought, okay, cool. So I just pulled on a set of jeans and a t-shirt, and I just tied up my hair just very loosely, and I just walked in sort of unshaven, <laughs> and I just started cracking jokes with casting, and we, we, we just we seemed to get on famously. We read the scene a couple of times, and that seemed it, and I just, thought, I just walked out, and I thought, well, that's it, they're going to call up, and they think, ah, oh, he's okay, and, yeah. and he's not going to get it, and then it, it came through. And I was just like, what do you mean? I didn't even try this time. Like that's,
2: that's,
3: why, it so so well. that's why it works so well. That's why it so well. Like to all yeah. the actors out
1: there, you have to be relaxed and there's there's really something to that, like in your in your meetings.
2: And you never yeah. know, because like obviously you've impressed them before. So for them to get to bring you back into the room is a big deal. Yeah.
1: You know, was, more than once, yeah.
2: obviously. So it, no,
1: bless them. They were trying to get me on the show. And and thankfully it didn't work out those times because those were a much smaller parts. So, yeah, So I'm And this really is a grateful.
2: series regular, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 So, congratulations. So, Thank you very much. It
2: all, yeah. it all awesome. worked out; it, it was all meant, meant to out be. Perfectly. Yeah. Now, you. as a writer, are you guys kind of like excited to see? Like, do you do you get kind of the casting announcements as soon as like they cast somebody, and then do, are you guys like, oh, that's how, exactly how I thought of them, or there's sometimes you're like, no, how is he going to do that? <laughs> or is she going to do that?
3: It's a really tricky thing, casting. Uh, I mean, you get so many people, and you you usually have a preconception of who you want the person to be, and sometimes you'll be surprised. And but in the case of Boston and actually, also in this episode, Hawkins. When we were, we got together and watched dailies, you know, as a writers' room, and we were both in both cases, we were like, "That's the guy!" Like we just kind of saw it, you know. Um, our two ponytailed hot men are going to be in this episode. Oh, thank
2: you. I love that You guys are like bringing the man buns back. Oh yeah. Single-handedly, rain.
1: Right? <laughs>
2: I just could I can't believe you didn't do a chemistry read because, like, even in that very first scene that we saw you and Mary get introduced, I was. Yeah like I was like oh my god like there's gonna be love here there's yeah, so much well, chemistry great. so well, yeah that's very that,
1: that was the first time that Addie and I met was that day um and and just before that scene
2: oh wow like
1: literally hello hello um and uh yeah we just started cracking jokes immediately and and uh and I didn't uh, maybe it's the English in me but but we don't you know, we we just say completely what we feel most of the time. Like, there's no sort of, like, pulling any punches. So she said something a bit snarky to me, so I was, like, completely snarky back, and then we <laughs> thought, oh, you're all right, you're all right, and then we both got on, like, oh, a she, house on she, fire. And
2: she's an Aussie, right? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, yeah, an Aussie, yeah. So, yeah, so we yeah, both, <laughs> like, you know,
1: we just started, like, yeah. So it was great from the, from the, the get-go. Well,
0: w- w- in terms of that, obviously, you know, through history, we know that that's, he's going to be her third husband, but did you guys sort of talk with them about the fact that hey, next episode it's, it's, we're going to try to progress this pretty fast because next episode we got this boat scene coming up so <laughs> have a little bit of chemistry here don't act <laughs> like you guys aren't going to know each other for you know another year
3: um, Yeah, I mean it's kind of a game of telephone I didn't actually get to speak to you directly but uh, that was part of the definitely part of the intention with this episode it really is, this is going to be the Mary Bothwell story and it's the beginning of a romance you know, we want there to be chemistry here because and it is coming at a time where her relationship with Darnley is kind of falling apart. So you know that she's kind of receptive, more receptive than she would be otherwise to that kind of uh, interaction. Yeah,
2: I loved it. <laughs> I love it. Well, we don't, okay, we have 11 minutes. I was like, we, how uh, much
1: time
0: do we have <laughs> <laughs> um, let, Let's move over to France. Uh, on <laughs> Uh, let, let's talk about Claude real fast because I thought that was an interesting storyline. It, 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 you know, in terms of screen time, wasn't as prevalent, but Mm-mm. that's okay. I think uh, very, very, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. You you as ladies. I mean, I thought it was a very romantic what Luke did mm-hmm. with the I, stars and everything. Yeah. I, mean, I was <laughs> a good, good move, bro. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah right? Yeah. I yeah. love
2: Luke and I thought hey, I and I really hope you guys don't turn his character evil or he's going to backstab. Like, Can <laughs> we just have one character that is just a sweetheart? Like cuz he just I genuinely think he's just a sweetheart. And what going is. to Charles and I felt like that was so genuine and I hope it's genuine. Um yeah, no,
3: and uh, again, just we have such a great cast to pull this off for us. But it that character Luke has actually been kind of it's so much fun to write for him. My writing partner and I were really involved in helping shape that character. And for our episode, we did really want just because that's so rare on this show, just a nice guy, you know, just <laughs> nice things. Um, but uh, this, you know, this was also about him. Differentiating himself from Narcisse You know, because we've had that whole Narcisse is the great manipulator So of course if he's going to marry off his son He has ulterior motives But how, what if that son was generally a good guy Like, how would that pan out And here we get to see Luke kind of act on his own Independently of his father and just do a nice sing for Claude, and I'll also just have a shout out to my writing partner Bowie, who came up with the star projector idea. She, unfortunately, she's not here to take credit for it, so it's I beautiful. will. <laughs> really beautiful. But yeah, it that was it.
2: Was beautiful. Was this who directed this episode? Uh, Fred Gerber. Okay, yeah. I was like, if this would have been like an all-female writers and then all all female directors, <laughs> magical. But it was. I, I really like this episode. Um, so, where do you hope like Luke goes? Like, what do you hope? Do you think, like, Luke and Claude are going to kind of find love? Do you hope they find love?
3: I would hope so. I mean, they are married now, and unfortunately, Leith is out of the picture, so we're, you know, moving forward. What what if there was a relationship that lasted? That would be a very interesting thing on this show, because it (laughs) happens so rarely.
2: (laughs) And I feel like those two... Well, obviously, like, Claude, I feel like, has just been... It, she's just such a like. She's just been passed around. I feel like her entire life, and always just been told what to do, and never really been able to do what she wants to do. So if she can, like, I know she was told to marry this guy, but if then she can find peace and love within it, I that would be really, really nice, guys. Mm, I agree. Mm. <laughs>
0: we always have the exit clause.
2: <laughs> well, and I need to give a shout out to the casting directors again for like
0: Luke yes. looks
2: so much like Narcissus right? and he's kind so of eerie. <laughs> it's weird. We That's totally good. thought that too. That's we
3: were really, like, we didn't realize. Until we saw him on camera, like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so perfect. Did
2: Narcisse have a, a son in real life?
3: Well, he's a fictional character. So oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, we can make up whatever we want, but we. You know, the history has... Like, we go, th- we go through so much story that sometimes we have to go back ourselves and be like, what do we say about this character? <laughs> um, but when he was first introduced in season two, he there's the implication that he has multiple children from multiple marriages. So it's just something we drew from when we were writing that storyline. Smart writers. <laughs>
2: like, Let's just make sure, like, we can take anything from the world exactly. of yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, absolutely. And, and in terms of um, helping Charles... This is. Uh, I want to get your perspective because this this storyline. You know, it, we were keen eyes, kind of speculating. Is this going supernatural in the beginning? And obviously, it's not. But uh, and I thought we were kind of gone away from it, in, in the good sense. But now here he comes, sort of <laughs> the same as There's, always. There is no
3: end to the troubles of Charles. <laughs> well, this is actually kind of vaguely inspired from history, just in that. Charles the king, the real king, was a very troubled person and he kind of experienced multiple traumas and towards the end of his life just kind of went crazy and we don't want to go all the way to that, but we want to portray what it's like to be so young and to be put in power and what it might do, you know, psychologically to you and obviously we have the fictional story of the Red Knights and all that, but, you know, using that as a way to tell a story about a really young king who simply wasn't prepared for that job. Um, and sort of getting a s- sense of how his family may or may
2: not help him through that.
0: Well, Henry's even younger.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <But> Henry, <laughs> your positioning. To yeah. Wait, so Henry's younger, but Henry's at war. Yes, is that okay? So, how? What are the ages of these of Charles? Like, what are you guys in the room like? thinking. They're they're really close in age. Okay. Um, cool. so yeah, we're we're playing
3: that which was historically accurate. I think they were like a year apart or something. Um they had just lots
2: of kids back in the day. Uh, they would just pop pump them out. Well and Catherine but, talk about like strong woman. Like, <laughs> childbirth was like the the number one cause of death I think for women back in the oh, day. Yeah. And she so like popped out how many of them? Like <laughs> girl <A lot>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah no it's really impressive and again crazy when you're reading about it. You're like, I don't think I would have survived in the sixties century but um but yeah it is people would go to war when they were really young you know you just stick a sword in a kid's arm and they would go off and fight and so uh, but obviously if you're in a royal family you have lots of buffer you know and people you're not on the front yeah exactly (laughs) you're not not right in the middle of it quite quite
0: yet yeah (laughs) yeah i'm so i'm so curious to, to see where this is going especially like I mean, depending on how it goes, a lot of things can happen because, you know, uh, Catherine is over there, and now, I I mean... I like Narcisse, I trust Narcisse enough, but at the same time, he's not... I got sick, you. <laughs> <laughs> you. know. He,
3: yeah, what's he going to be up to while Catherine's away?
0: <laughs> exactly. Have to find out. You know, and and, and and it's interesting to see the Luke and Narcisse relationship, because obviously Luke doesn't necessarily 100% trust his father, but at the same time, is this the type of information that he would bring up to Narcisse and to see how they can handle, you know... Luke would try to handle it, I think, peacefully... Narcisse, just, okay, we're, we're doing it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like Luke might, this is more prediction, but I feel like after Luke sees Charles in this state, he doesn't obviously want to worry Claude. So I feel like if, and Catherine's not there, I feel like this is absolutely setting him up to go talk to Narcisse about it. And then Narcisse is going to be like, oh, crap, Catherine's <laughs> gone. Let me just take care of this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's, I feel like what Narcisse is about to do for next episode. <laughs> And then Luke's going to get in trouble because Claude's going to be like, you brought your dad into it? Oh, my God. I trusted you. You bring me the stars.
0: Well, yeah, that'll be interesting. And certainly uh, the most interesting character right now, because we just don't know anything about her apart from she's... The spawn of Satan is Nicole. <laughs>
3: She's
1: she up to show Complicated <laughs> girl, so complicated. She
2: reminds me of that girl that Henry brought in. Um, God, what was that season one? I guess because
0: yeah, yeah, that's when he was alive. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me of that like the like heaven girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh! Kind of her mixed with the girl that Bash was sleeping with for a bit. That like gave him those creepy visions. Yeah, yeah,
3: Delphine. Uh, Delphine. Well, we were yeah. We we actually as a room we were getting flashbacks to that again I wasn't there for that but just thinking about the character we're like ah oh, this reminds us of the the queen of the beans storyline but I will say Nicole's a little more she has a little softer side to her and she's a little more industrious about her approach to it so I think we're we're definitely getting some fun stuff out of that storyline coming
1: mm-hmm. up mm-hmm.
3: but um, but yeah the the Just because it was one of the preview scenes when when the episode came out was the scene between her and Narcisse with the... Nicole basically flirting with him, and he's like, "Well, I need you to do something for me." And we're just like that. That dynamic is so much fun to play with. Just it's so it's so typical of French court, you know, where everyone's just kind of manipulating each other, and the manipulators are trying to manipulate each other. And that's really what we're playing with with those characters.
2: Well, I love that. Like, like Nicole's like, "So I feel like my family needs to have more space." is like, "I was thinking the same thing." You know, I was actually had a place in mind for you. I was like, "Yeah, this is." so great because that's how yes. manipulation works. I see exactly. you was and I so raise well- you. Exactly. Yeah, that yeah. was so well because it's like yeah. you're making them think that they had the idea so that you can get them to do exactly what you that's want. It. That's the trick.
1: That's it. that's it. Look at that. Which I makes us wonder it. like, what type yeah, of personality what? do you have that you know to write I mean, things like that? that. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: it's totally made up. Totally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's what Narcisse would say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any more episodes this season that you have written? No, unfortunately this is. Oh. oh, no. One. <laughs> but
3: honestly, I will say this show, the writer's room, is so collaborative. We all like help each other out all the time. So it really is a group effort. So I, feel, I still feel invested in the entire season, yeah. That's so awesome.
0: awesome. Excellent. Really well, Anything? speaking of um, sort of moving on to new episodes, um, and... You know I don't think this gives too much away if you did answer it, but um, do you and Catherine interact for for bothwell
1: me and catherine i we we don't it, it, the reason that I pause there for a second is is because obviously Megan directs some episodes, so I see her face and we're on <laughs> set but yeah. but no we're not we we don't we don't and what, what is she a,
0: as a as a director?
1: she's absolutely wonderful and i think part of the reason uh, for that is is obviously that she's a, she's an actor as well yeah. so she she gets it obviously from a technical standpoint but also from 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 our side so she'll often like just give us a little more space to play a bit or to try a, you know a few more times than you might do if it was just a, a pure a pure pure director mm-hmm. but she's amazing amazing fun and, and incredibly astute at what she does and um And I I was just talking to her the other night, and you know she's she's added this wonderful other string to her bow. She's not just an actress, and now she's getting employed as a director around town, which is phenomenal. That's awesome, so great. You know, and
2: I saw you guys got together over social media to watch this most recent episode. That's right, yeah. Do you guys try to do that every week? We do. We try
1: to every every Friday if we can make it. We all sort of bung in somebody's household and. Grab pizzas and beers and stuff and like live tweet together. And I'm
2: just saying, fun. if you, I'll bring the beer. And <laughs> you come on over next time. I don't
1: know. I might be crashing. That would be amazing. I would.
2: It would be like the the rain geek extraordinaire. Like, awesome, like, oh, you
3: have
1: got to come.
2: Gosh. <laughs> I'll bring board games because like, oh, well, we can't just play rain or watch rain. We gotta exactly, play board games We gotta games yeah. Yeah. interact like, on
1: a sort of real level, let's become
2: phones. friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get the episode good. Can we ask him what's what's coming up? For sure, awesome. absolutely. So rain aside, obviously, hopefully, some other network will pick up the show and we'll continue. Or as Megan mm-hmm. said, maybe we'll get a spin-off, which would be amazing. Oh wow, well, <laughs> yeah, she said me, that, dude. but that's pretty she, cool. you gotta, hey, you, you got to put idea. it out in the universe. Um, Am I invited? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have anything coming up outside of Rain uh, that you guys want to talk about or that you guys can talk about?
1: Going to go fast.
2: Uh,
3: sure, yeah. My writing partner, buddy and I are actually on to our next job, so I will give you a hint. We are on Star Trek Discovery. So that's awesome! Awesome! We went the from Asia. the past to the future. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do present time. <laughs> and,
2: uh, wait, and that's with sci-fi, or?
3: That's at actually
2: CBS All Access, oh, okay, which is, okay. um, do you know, The Good Fight is yes. their
3: first show, so yeah. this will be the
2: next one, yeah. Awesome. So
1: cool. That's really huge. Congrats. Yeah, we're really excited. What great. a
2: great like, world to get to. Well, is it the thumb out you're or doing the thumb it. In? Yeah, yeah, you you're got, doing it. It. You're yeah, got it. Yeah, right, you okay. can be a Vulcan. <laughs> Live long and prosper,
1: people. <laughs> That's awesome. What about for you? For me, um, I am currently playing Jesus. Um, <laughs> Hi, but... Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna make me blush. Um, but I can't I can't really say what, what it is yet, but okay. I, I can say that. Okay. I can that. so, so yeah. I'll let you know as, as more
2: I as would more watch that I would watch you <laughs> as Jesus oh, well it's probably like, like you know Jesus in like adult Jesus obviously so yeah. Yeah. I wonder if I don't know I'd be curious to see if you had to do a crucifixion scene because that yeah. has, has to be hard as an actor to yeah. do um, any type of thing like that
1: yeah <laughs> I, I, you know Jim, Jim Caviezel doing doing all that for the pattern I was just in bits but yeah I, I haven't had to do anything like that yet so we'll, we'll see but really that blew me away, yeah. Wow, well, happy, yeah. right. happy Easter. Happy yes, Easter, yes, exactly, happy on he, that he note. He has risen uh, next week. Uh, <laughs>
0: awesome. Any, 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 any final thoughts that you want to, you know, just say to the fans, you know, while you have the opportunity?
3: Yeah, I mean, this obviously is the last season of rain, so I will just say that if you are familiar at all with history, there is a lot of potential for juicy storytelling, mm-hmm. and uh, there are a couple episodes that I think are just turned out really fantastic, uh, so definitely keep watching.
0: Yeah, I, would, I would
1: absolutely add to that and say, it, precisely right. It's so juicy this this season. Um, there is, you know, truth is so often stranger than fiction, and and yeah. really, like what comes comes up historically is phenomenal. And um, between the characters. so I encourage you all just to just to keep watching, and uh, I'm sure you're going to love it.
2: Can I ask one more question?
1: Sure.
2: I like to I like to ask anybody that I interview here this question yeah. is cuz you have to put it out in the universe. Yeah. You guys have a lot of awesome things coming up, obviously, but dream kind of role or thing to work on. Oh
1: my gosh.
2: Put it out in the universe. <laughs> James Bond ooh good one on.
3: yeah. we go? look
1: Dan Craig he's complaining he's saying it hurts his body <laughs> if he's not if he's not up for it I'm up for it well you've okay. been part of the video games already I have so, I, so I've already been his body of, you've yeah. been in there I've, yeah, yeah I've, <laughs> it's been my body running around with his face on how <laughs> weird is that like, that is weird yeah. do you play the video
2: games
1: I've never played it no, oh my gosh no, you
2: have yeah. to like do a video of
1: you playing <laughs> yeah like a, a twitch session of me playing myself as Daniel Craig <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so meta <laughs> and weird like yeah
2: awesome well James Bond and
3: I'm going to be honest, Star Trek is my dream job.
1: Manifested. Yes, yes. Dreams yes,
3: yes. <laughs> come true, guys. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you ever want to get into film writing? Definitely. I think that's more of a long-term goal for me. Okay. Um, I mean, TV is just so much fun because you get to really live with the stories and the characters for so long. But, but movies have, you know, there's a different angle to it where it's just one big story and you get to hopefully get like larger budget so you get to do really cool stuff with more actiony and that's what i would want to do but for now i am very very happy at star trek
1: congratulations
0: um well it was an absolute pleasure um having you guys i'm sure for the fans as well um so thank you guys for coming uh one last time where can people follow you guys
3: I'm at Griffin Medal on Twitter and at Eric Killipol
2: on Instagram.
1: And I'm at A Crowsdale on Twitter and at Adam Crowsdale on Instagram.
2: And I'm at Keaton Markey all across the board.
0: <laughs> and follow us here at After Buzz TV. And uh, the Rain Riders have been so great to us in, in lining up these guests. So yeah, uh, hopefully you. we'll have some...
3: Thank you guys for all you've, d- you've yeah. been doing.
0: It's you awesome. guys are awesome. Yeah. Really awesome. Thanks wow. for having us. Of course. We, we, and, uh, you know, if, if, if things work out well, I, I, um, perhaps we'll look forward to a season. Ending kind of recap
2: with Where, the whole group or something. That'd I don't know. Be yeah, amazing.
0: that'd be fun. So you guys are all welcome awesome. to join. Thank yeah, you. Awesome.
3: Thank you. Come
2: back
0: anytime. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're looking forward to uh, episode uh, episode eight next week, right? No,
2: nine. 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 nine is next week. This
0: is eight. Nine week is next, next week. week.
2: Is nine. Excellent. Got it. And Catherine's back with Mary. <laughs> <I'm> so stoked. <laughs> so so much <laughs> to look Love forward me.
0: to. Thank you guys as always. Write your comments down below. Um, and that's it. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of Rain. Bye Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network.